0: I'm Barbara Durham, and we're here today at the Timbisha Indian Village in the tribal office building. I'm a tribal member. I'm also the tribal historic preservation officer for the tribe. I've been involved in tribal politics since I've been in high school. I've been working for the tribe for the past 30 years or something. It was a decision either to work for the tribe or be on the tribal council, so I choose to work for the tribe, so I'm a worker bee. We've always lived under that threat of, you know, that the park had put out there that um, we couldn't put anything in the ground. That we had to live in mobile homes because they would be easy to move if they said we had to move. We've always lived under that. We lived uh, uh, surrounded by barbed wire. But uh, in the 1990s was when the California Desert Protection Act was going through. That was legislated by Senator Feinstein. We began in earnest, you know, to really to really try to do something because with the passage of the California Desert Protection Act, it would become a national park. And so we thought we better do something about getting some land down here now before it becomes a national park. So with the help of Representative Jerry Lewis, who was our representative for our area, added language on the floor of Congress that a study of suitable reservation lands for the Timbisha Shoshone tribe should take place inside and outside Death Valley National Monument. And it passed. That's when Department of Interior drug its heels. The language was there, everything was there, and we wanted to pursue it, we wanted to do it. In our struggles as indigenous people of this continent, we need to be heard, we need to be proud, we're still all Indians. Yep. We're still all Indians, even if you are And it took forever, and we had to kind of shame Park Service to get them to the table. And that's when we held rallies and and walks and we marched down the road and held up signs and Greenpeace was involved with us as well as some other organizations and we had a lot of people and um, Park Service would not uh, confront us and that's what we were wanting. Uh, We started um, negotiating with the Department of Interior finally. The first go round was too big, it was too many people there. The second go-around, which took a place a couple of years afterwards because we were told by the Park Service that there was no suitable reservation lands for the tribe inside the park, that we could get la- reservation lands 30 miles outside the park, but we'd have to leave here. And we, we said no, we walked away from the table. And it took about a year, maybe two years, for, for us to go back to the table again with a whole new round of negotiators from the Department of the Interior. And we wanted decision makers at the second go round, where we wouldn't have to wait to hear if our answer was yes or no. We wanted to have a yes or no right now, you know, at the table. And so that that worked out well, and it took a lot of years of turnovers within both sides, you know, and but we did finally come to an agreement and we went to Washington, D.C. and testified, and finally the bill was passed and signed on November 1st, year 2000, by President Clinton. For us living here in, in, in the valley here, which we call Timbisha, we don't call it Death Valley, and every time visitors come here to the office, I'm always telling them, well, we call our home Timbisha, because we are Timbisha, we're from Timbisha and we don't really like the name Death Valley. So a lot of people, you know, they know that already. Indian people are very, very religious. You know, in the mornings you greet the morning sun, you know, our, our doors open to the east. That's a custom. We still try to keep up our traditions, but we're not out there to perform, and Park Service knows that. We're here as people of the land. We try to keep our traditions. We go to the mountains, and, the, well, about this time to go pick our nuts. And in the Homeland Act, we're allowed to do that. We can't do the traditional thing of cooking them in the ground, but we understand that. We've grown up living in a National Monument, now we're in a park. So, yeah, you know, as long as we can go get things we need, we're fine with that. I also think, too, that climate change has been affecting the nuts because before, we would, you know, go check them out in August, you know, and come back September, around the first of September and be able to pick them, but now, We come back September and they're all brown and ugly and there's no pine nuts. I think we have a good relationship with the park as long as the people who are still here know what's going on. I've been invited by the chief ranger. She's gonna have her new employees come on in November and she wants me to talk to them to kind of tell them about the history of the tribe and how our relationship is with the park and how sometimes They don't know who we are, and they'll stop us and question us, and and we're just doing our our thing up in the mountains, you know. We're not trying to hurt anything. They need to know that. The way I think about it is, Park Service employees, they're here today, gone tomorrow. They're here for their jobs. We're here for our lives. They could be gone tomorrow, but we're still going to be here.